This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present The Great Game, a Castle Falkenstein campaign, with David Larkins as the host. back everybody so uh yes we're back to the world of castle falkenstein and um we're picking up with a new story uh in the tradition that we established before i will i will just uh go ahead and and drop the name of the story which is firearms and margarine so i know that really cleared things up that <laughs> oh, this one again. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I think that'll, we did that one. That'll like, is margarine yeah. even a thing yet? Classic scenario. <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Firearms and margarine. That's right. We go together, like. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, actually, uh, the question of whether margarine is even a thing yet will shortly be answered. The Wait, there for the inception of uh, yeah for real that's I what I, that's like exactly the real invention in this time <laughs> welcome to the magical world of Castle Falkenstein. That's, that's, that's what all this has been leading up to oils. i was gonna yeah. say that we're gonna explore the fascinating you know <laughs> world of french uh, hydrogenation yeah it sounds like a pbs special <laughs> it's it's steam-powered green margarine that's if right. there's a magic school bus, I'm going to be either very just, upset or very excited. I just imagine all of our characters on like a tour of the margarine factory, just kind yeah. of like walking yeah. along, like oh, okay. only if it's narrated by the like how it works guy or whatever. Oh, those are yes. those are impossible not to stop watching. I know, I love those things. <laughs> Even if you have no interest in whatever they're making, it's just. You know, for, for some reason, does anybody here, you, you guys are all older than my general target audience, <laughs> so you might remember this like I do, but does anyone else remember a show called Look Around You? Mm-hmm. 
like yeah, yeah. like it, it was like a weird like almost parody science show it was a parody i think peter serfinovich yeah. was in it wasn't he oh dude thank you so much because i, yeah. I, I lit- like literally everybody else's face is like the same face that i always get <laughs> and i'm yeah. like is this a weird like uh what no what it's it's so good it's this like pitch perfect parody of those like 70s uh, science info, like PBS, you know, BBC co-productions, where it's like, they're look so around good. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like... They're so good, and they have, like, a little, really, like, yeah. synthesizer, yeah. like... <laughs> yep. You guys gotta really look good. them up. They're really, really fun. Noted. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. You were thinking it was, like, a Mandela effect, Berenstain, Bears totally. situation. Totally, yeah. I was like, yeah. is this my Shazam? Am I the only one? <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Um, so, as you may have gathered from the new background on Obsidian Portal, we are now in Paris. Uh, so, I guess my preliminary note with that, actually, funnily enough, since we were sort of joking about French pronunciation before I hit record, is that, um, you know, I think we all just need to give ourselves permission to completely mangle uh, the language. Uh, you know, none of us are proficient in French and and it's going to be very clear uh and I'm going to Americanize the shit out of most of these words so if you, please feel free to do the same I'm glad uh, my character's from America <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no Paladin Paladin taught me everything I needed to know which was uh just go with just it don't, just don't do it yeah <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, we basically, we kind of left off with you all aboard this uh, Lord Dyer's airship. So um, we'll do a little bit of a flashback to uh, figure out what happened with that uh, before we kind of shift gears forward to our current timeline. So uh, so that would be the, the, the primary question then is uh, you all were in possession of an airship. Uh, we know that you're going to eventually end up in Paris, maybe three weeks later. What did you do with the airship in the meantime? Hmm. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't uh, even think about it. What concerns would I have, or like, who would I probably go to? I mean, I would assume maybe even like Rhyme or something, because this thing is powered by radium mm-hmm. so i'm like what the heck is happening here so i mean i i think at least for me i would have wanted to contact someone more experienced than myself that i trusted to like look into this okay so that's one vote for turning it over to the authorities <laughs> i i probably Lawful I, good. I have a i have a somewhat related question Yes. What is the date? Okay, so we kind of talked about that on the forums. And, um, you know, I I hadn't really nailed anything down yet, but I was thinking, like, we're getting into, like, maybe late May, early June. Okay. Because I know from our weekly tasters, I've got a a deadline. You do. I've got to save my, my lady. You definitely have a deadline, yes. So as long as we're headed in that general direction, I'm sure uh, Grizzly would be like, cool, let's roll. (laughs) 
All right. Does anybody does anybody feel strongly about keeping the airship for themselves and becoming air, airship pirates? I, this is the one no. time ever I would say no. <laughs> because, because I was, was thinking my head no, and then it turned into a yes, and you said airship pirates. I feel exactly <laughs> the same. I'm like, ooh, ultimate character conflict. Right. Yeah. I think I, that her her brain tells her to crash it into the ground mm. her heart tells her airship pirates <laughs> yeah grizzly hates flying so however oh, long yeah. however long that, that was like the one thing i don't know why that came to me but i'm <laughs> i was like yeah he hates flying <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so if 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 uh, he probably would be like yeah let's get on the ground and give this thing away <laughs> yeah, to, right. to somebody responsible like the government Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> the government and never did anything to bad. my brothers. They're I see. aeronaut types. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm up with the uh, turning it over as well. I think uh, Frederick would be wanting to try to do the right thing at this point. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Knowing Frederick, like I feel, I do. I feel as though he would be like advocating for like planting a flag, so to speak, you know, and now claim this airship in the name of the Austrian empire. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah, he might. I, um, I think he's, he's, uh, a little concerned about what happened back on the train kind of dereliction mm-hmm. of duties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might be a little, um, wanting to do whatever the most, uh, yeah, lawful good, <laughs> type move is here to try to keep from getting in more trouble. Uh, but yeah, if, if he can, if it could be turned over to, yeah, the Austrian consulate, you know, uh, hey, Frederick's not going to complain about that at all, for sure. But uh, okay. I think keeping it and becoming a pirate is probably, um, you would vote no for that. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, Iskander would definitely not become a pirate. <laughs> he's He's pretty much got all he can handle attention wise between studying the gatling guns and hanging out with sasha like between those two it's like well what are we gonna do with the airship it's like (laughs) (laughs) that is bizarre right now it's is like i've never been handed the keys to the kingdom like that and everybody's like nah (laughs) means i've done my job yeah (laughs) i i think frederick did he promise uh, some sort of political like asylum or immunity for the crew of the airship. I can't recall if that was something that came up during it. So maybe that might be another factor is, hey, well... I think that that was part of your negotiations, but then you killed that guy. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think that came after but, that. You, yeah, you like, <laughs> you killed that guy. But... now. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Evidence. Exactly. You gotta turn that over. If one of your diplomats stabs a guy, <laughs> I feel like you were talking to like to... the group as a whole, though. Well, like... you you did kill that guy, but in so doing, you saved the lives of the rest of the crew. Right. Mm. You were like talking to everybody, like you so know, the same uh, you... offer applies to everyone aboard. Right. You have one chance to get out of this with your hides intact, and that's like to blah blah blah. And the one guy, like the main corporal, whoever, was like. How about you turn it over to us and we'll promise like scouts honor to like not use it for war. And everyone was like, mm, okay. Yep. <laughs> and you were like, hmm, I'll see your 
offer with a counter offer stab through the heart. <laughs> probably the most like that that was play of the game, by the way, in my opinion. That was awesome. And that was fun. <laughs> I just listened like finished listening to that like yesterday and <laughs> like, <it> was so bad. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think we're all on board then with the uh turn it over idea. Okay. Well, I mean, as a uh, as a diplomat, uh, you would know that uh, you know piloting it to the Allied country of Bayern, which would have been the closest one to you from where all that happened, uh, and sort of turning it over to them and letting the letting the powers that be sort it out would be the would be the way to go. You know, so um, trust the process. Trust the process. Does anyone want to loot anything off the ship before you give it up? Ooh. <laughs> Do any of them well. particularly interesting or just like generic henchmen? <laughs> you loot the henchmen? Actually, I think that we knocked, I knocked the other dead ones off the ship. So never mind, I guess. Okay. As, as, actually, a, as a career henchman, I might have found something interesting. <laughs> I want to I go into... Um, Duke Hottie's room and poke around, see if there's anything fun in there. Oh shit! Yeah, absolutely. That sounds uh, awesome. Is that like public knowledge? Or are you like broadcasting that at all? Because if if you're like, yeah, or you no, I think I'm gonna not, right, or are you just slinking off. I've cause... already like bounced a little bit, so I've probably gone to you know. Okay, damn it! So that would never occur to the skander, but <laughs> oh man, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> you're like, I think I'm gonna go do this. You'd be like. Well, <laughs> you know, whether you want to woo them or destroy them yes know. yes indeed alright good um, let's see there were also I mean obviously there was plenty of radium on board if you wanted to load up on that <laughs> my pockets pockets. Radium. <laughs> you know Doc Brown style just have some uh, have some briefcases under your bed yeah. you know um, highly radioactive material. Uh, time travel, I think. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, if we can get if we can get some Libyan terrorists out of us, <laughs> we can generate one point twenty one point twenty one gigawatts of power. How could I be so careless? No further. <laughs> yeah, Do you if, think... if there's some interesting firearms hmm. on uh-huh. board, yeah, I, I would I would like I would like that. I would like okay. those. Rainy. I'd be looking for like manuals or like plans and diagrams, because there's a lot of newfangled whatnots and bibbity bobs mm-hmm. on here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, to use yeah. the technical terms, yes. Uh, there's also six weapons. There's also six ornithopters, I would just uh, hasten to add. I do think we should keep at least one ornithopter. I mean... For our trouble. Like, yeah. It's only fair. I mean, each of us could take an ornithopter. Right, and that's when we meet up later. <laughs> hard, legitimate hard pass salvage. for me. Yeah. Ornithopter, ornithopter race ornithopter to Paris. Point. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The Ornithopter <laughs> Grand Prix. <laughs> Set it like on a you know cruise control, and then I'll leave on Ornithopters. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> oh my God! Just let it keep flying. It becomes a it becomes a legend after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody can bring it down. <laughs> Some say it's still flying to this day. <laughs> it's our own personal lapida. We'd have to like right. chuck the crew over the side, like systematically, to do that. Though, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yes, yeah, so uh, as far as firearms go, obviously there were the deck-mounted Gatling guns. And, uh, you know, probably a, a, a weapons locker with, you know, rifles for uh, ship defense. If there's anything that works better than my rifle, I would like to take that. Better, faster, uh, stronger, harder. Uh, <laughs> you find Daft Punk in a locker downstairs. Woo! Um, oh, no, but uh, the... Yeah, um, nothing... Nothing really, nothing that's better than yours. That's I mean, part, unless you want a Gatling gun, you know. Obviously, that's can I can I carry a Gatling gun? Am, am I? <laughs> I mean, you you can carry a Gatling gun the same way you can like move a couch, you know. Like I <laughs> get someone to help you. So Iskander can carry the Gatling gun. That's right. <laughs> and I can shoot it. That's I can right. pilot it from a little backpack. There you go. How there difficult go. would it be to mount a Gatling gun to an ornithopter? Uh, you know, that sounds like a, uh, what do they call it, a fiendish device or whatever. You know, we would just use the uh, device invention rules to figure that one out, but uh, Iskander would be your guy for that. Yeah. If we talked about that, I'd have to, um, you know, start making sketches and schematics and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it could work, especially if I'm already working on part of the formula, you know, plugging that in. That's true. Other formulae might work out okay. I don't know. Oh, it might help you do some uh, reverse engineering and, you know, shrink it down. Mm -hmm. Micronize it. Mm -hmm. Micromachine. Okay, as far as Lord Anton Dyer's private chambers go, um... They're very well appointed. Uh, lots of, uh, you know, velvet curtains and uh, silk bedclothes and, uh, you know, ferns hanging in macrame hangers. And um, let's see, he would have had his rapier on him when he fled. Uh, but you do find. Uh, lots of uh, portraits of himself, both uh, photos and paintings. <laughs> and um, and uh, also a uh, cameo uh, photo of a very uh, aged and decrepit old woman, presumably his mother. I'm going to take that. Oh, shit. And of course, also you find his uh, diary, his journal. Yeah, I'm taking that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, player characters aren't the only ones who keep journals. So, I was going to say, I, I don't know if anybody else in the party is interested in really tracking this dude down. I mean, we kind of foiled his plans, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be back. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's like, I don't know. I, I, Grizzly, is, it's, he's, not, he's not like top priority on Grizzly. I don't know if anybody else is like, we need to find this fool. I think in the long run, though, having the ability to, like, mess with them a little sounds advantageous. Definitely. I like that. At the very least, I'm going to prank him. You know what I mean? With Ty's shoelaces for together. Shooting, <laughs> for getting me shot. Well, really, I'm like, ah, with uh, Shapeshift, I could impersonate his mom. 
Oh. <laughs> Some fucking <laughs> Yeah, now that you have the photo. Yeah. Shit. Passable. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you improvident lack wit. I just don't right. know uh, how tall she is. I'll figure it out. That's right. Yeah, it's like, Mother, have you grown by five inches? Or just like shrunk, like yeah. the size of her in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Little did you know that is her actual size. All right, excellent, excellent. So we're we're taking at least one ornithopter, at least one Gatling gun, Lord Dyer's personal diary. Anything else? So there was like a uh, weapons locker with rifles and whatnot and all that. Is there um, are there like me- melee weapons of any kind in a similar the... armory? <clears throat> the the flunkies all had sabers. Uh, Dyer had a rapier, but he took that with him. And that's about it. Well, all right then. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I'm afraid we're like missing the ropes again. <laughs> that there's, that's yeah. like, anything there's, else you want to take yeah. with you? Is there anything? Is there anything, anything. that's like Just hitting us in the face while anything. we're anything? <laughs> no. I roll I've... investigation. Yeah. Exactly. No, this should be like uh, when you run Gumshoe, they say you should have a little card that you hold up that says, Scene Over. Oh, there you go. But uh, no, that's fine. You've, you've, you've canvassed the ship. Um, if, basically, I was just leaving it open if, if you know, any, uh, I, was, I was willing to, uh, to bend reality if anyone had an idea. Like, oh, is there a blah on board? And I'd be like, sure. You know what? But, hmm. I, don't, I don't know if this is... I don't know. This may be a part of Grizzly's kind of personality. I wonder if there's any like, uh, like baubles or anything that maybe even in like the captain's quarters or something like mm. a like a compass or like a necklace or something that like I can just like keep with me that's like kind of small, just almost like a record of the of the uh, of the adventure. Taking oh, sure. a trophy. Yeah, yeah. I'm Absolutely. sure I've got a couple like keppies or something from from the civil war you know oh yeah for sure got some uh confederate earlobes on a necklace hey one or two yep um one of them giant (laughs) (laughs) nice callback um (laughs) i'm thinking like obviously he had his own personal monogram right that kind of gothic d so maybe there's something maybe there's like here's some like monogram towels from the uh (laughs) From the ship bathroom or something. I don't want like them to. I don't want these to. Yeah. Oh yeah. If they, there's yeah. a handkerchief, or even like if maybe there was like a, one of the crew like flunkies. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like when I saw like one of their little embroidered D's, like maybe I went up and just like ripped one off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little patch. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm cool with that. Cool. Or if Brexta found some monogrammed like boxers, some undies with some hearts on them or something. As like if that. she would tell you. <laughs> yeah. <it's> got, like. <laughs> Ornithopter, like a uh, repeating pattern all over the boxers. Some <laughs> <a> monogram. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. So the the airship is turned over to the Bayernese government, and um, <clears throat> you uh, a grateful Bayernese government, I might add. And so, I think you all can expect. Maybe some kind of um, 
commendation for that at some point. We all get but, an, a level in Exchequer, whatever. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Or well, connections, we're... actually. Oh, there you go. You know? I'm into that. Or both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm uh, down for what the, the GM dictates. Appropriate. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and give yourselves a, bo a boost to uh, connections. So whatever level you're at, go up one level. Oh yeah. <laughs> what does that put you at, Alex? Great. Same. Great. Great. All right. Excellent. But in the meantime. So if we don't if we don't have connections, does it become good it becomes good yeah sick mm -hmm. all right now in the meantime you all had destinations in paris as we established in our midweek tasters to some degree or another for some of you um but uh yeah let's just kind of go around the virtual table here and we'll figure out what y'all are up to. I'm going to start with Iskander since we have probably the best idea for him, I think, from the Midweek Tasters. At least that's the one that immediately leaps into my mind. So, Iskander, you are working at the University of Paris, correct? That is correct. I've been, uh, I've presented myself to Professor Godot, and um, we hit it off uh, almost immediately and uh, started working right away in his lab. That's right. And you are working on uh, something that can only have peaceful applications. <laughs> right. right. I'll <laughs> only sell it to entities that promise not to use it for war. <laughs> no, my, my journeyman project is to miniaturize the Gatling gun um, <laughs> and turn it into um, what I can only think of as a minigun, mm. and um, so that's what I call it. For and... purely academic purposes. <laughs> yes. yes. Just the, the engineering and the application of uh, smokeless powder, the uh, the newfangled um, drive for it is going to have this um, electric motor that drives it and so on. Outrageous. Um, yeah, with that's, its dynamotronic that's... pump generator and so on, and all That's the kind of, of learning I can get behind. It's going to be belt fed instead of box magazine fed. I mean, and it, it should be uh, man portable. So, you know, pretty awesome. Yeah. And while I'm not working on that, I've taken up with, uh, I actually found a, a Greek uh, pancreation uh, master in nearby. And uh, I've been taking classes at night in his studio as well. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, and are you enrolled at the university or uh, you're just working with the professor? Yes, yes. I'm mostly working with the professor, but I'm also uh, enrolled there because I showed up to uh, you know further my education. But I don't know exactly how that works like in this time period you know what i mean because mm -hmm. read from like older time period and stuff like that and old you know people from history it's like he read a lot at wherever and you know, 
okay. Like, I guess they'll right. just show up and like read biology. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's it's kind of um, that weird informal, semi-formal, uh, continuing education. I guess you could say. Um, so, you know, you, you have, a you have a dorm, uh, or, or a, not a dorm, but you know, like a, a flat, uh, that's, you know, down the street, presumably. Um, so this would be in the Latin quarter, uh, the Sorbonne and mm. let's Is that see. on the map? Well, the map. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the map really quick here. Uh, although I think Alex probably, out of all of us, knows more about Paris. So, uh, yeah, I think it's the Sorbonne is that pink uh, district on the map with the six, Roman numeral six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. So basically the, the Roman numerals are the arrondissements, which is my first Americanization of a French word. Um and these are the kind of districts of the city. And so, uh, but then there's like neighborhoods within them. So, you know, the Latin Quarter being one of those. Um, so yeah, if you see. look at it, it the is Latin in an, Quarter, it's, yeah, yeah. it's right up against the the Seine there, uh -huh, kind of uh -huh. kind of the north eastern part of that little uh, arrondissement. Yes, arrondissement. Arrondissement. Uh, yeah, so it's <clears throat> it uh, the Latin Quarter uh, goes uh, cover it's in both the fifth and sixth arrondissements. So you got it. Um, yeah. So that is where Iskander is located. And, and like little push pins or something. Yeah, like. that's what I was just about to say. Too bad we don't have little tokens. Or in Iskander's case, like a giant push pin, <laughs> a novelty push pin. <laughs> Indeed. All right. And um, let's see. How about how about Mr. Grant? What are you up to in Paris? Probably drinking too much. Um, and I don't want to say I'm like living it up because, uh, you know, the midweek taster for Grant was basically finding out that like, not only is his beloved um, now betrothed to mm -hmm. a man that she does not love, mm -hmm. uh, but that their nuptials are inevitable. Mm -hmm. About uh, three weeks from now. In about three weeks. So I'm trying to figure out probably all that I can about this villain who's absconded with my lady. Okay. Right. Um, and while I'm, and when I'm not doing that, I'm probably drunk. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of living quarters do you think you would uh, be looking at there? Probably, um, you know, I I am good in exchequer. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's um, right. Yeah, because I'm rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing kind be... of like a Dudley Moore and Arthur kind of thing. Uh, totally, yeah. I'll be richer throughout the uh, pr process of the game, I think. But uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, even like a fancy hotel, or did you like get a place? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Probably a fancy hotel. Um, mm-hmm. Although I probably told uh, told room service like not to come up. So even though I'm kind of staying in like this mm-hmm. uh, this like really lavish uh, hotel in Paris, like once you get into my room, it's like you know shits everywhere. Um, there's like empty booze bottles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a like when you get in, you're like, uh, Grant, are you okay? <laughs> right. And I'm like, this is a perfect analogy <laughs> <laughs> for me as a person. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, let me uh, actually, uh, so I have a nice little Falkensteinian guide to Paris here that I will be getting up on the wiki uh, this week. Didn't quite get around to it before the session, uh, but I will read to you the housing in Paris section so you all can get an idea of what is available. Furnished apartments may be had in private houses or else in one of the many houseman apartment buildings which line the boulevards. In these, every kind of lodging can be found from complete for families, including separate kitchens, to a single bedroom. These can best be engaged by the month or even year. Those with friends among the aristocracy might might consider inquiring about the use of their hotels particulars which are absurdly luxurious city estates rarely occupied for more than a month or two each year. Be your original Airbnb. Uh, Of hotels, there is a great abundance in Paris, from the most luxurious down to those of the very humblest description. Those who wish to do so can hire lodgings by the night, week, or month. Breakfasts are served in the coffee room or in private apartments, and visitors may dine at the table d'hote or in their rooms. Good hotels forward letters and procure information of every kind at the request of their guests. Couriers, interpreters, and carriages may also be had there. Brownies, those industrious fairies who can perform the work of a dozen people in a single eve, can be found in the older houses in Paris, as well as in most hotels particulars. A word of warning, while you may vocalize appreciation for the work of a brownie, do not attempt to tip one or reward them with a gift. They consider such expressions of gratitude to be an insult, and some will turn from helper to malicious trickster should they feel slighted. Grant 100% probably tries to tip a brownie. <laughs> Just like folds I, up some paper money and like stuffs totally, it into his. Uh, yeah. He's only done it like every time, too. Yeah. So you feel like tip yeah. multiple brownies at this I'm point. I'm like, this is for you, little partner. <laughs> You got like the whole fucking household against you. Monsieur, no, no, monsieur. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I beg of you. I would have to kill my children. <laughs> this is an insult, monsieur. No. Uh, this one's for you, monsieur. <laughs> monsieur. Monsieur Brownie. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, yeah. So you're uh, probably, uh, you said you were, you were, um, taking out a uh, hotel room like a, a penthouse suite kind of deal yeah probably okay. something something that's like it's probably not too crazy because mm-hmm. grant's like um like he's got money but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be like super showy mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just like i got i got the money and i'm old i might as well use some <laughs> that's right all right cool Nothing too fancy. Your your penthouse will do. Yeah, that'll do. I don't need the I don't need the, <laughs> the queen's suite or whatnot. <laughs> just the entire top floor. Yeah, just give me that. <laughs> I 
I've de- I've probably offered a room for everybody. If I don't know how good good X Checker is, but in my mind, Grant, you know, I mean, he he struck it rich with gold. And and when I have the chance to improve it, I will. So this gold mine it will inevitably blow up. <laughs> Indeed. Possibly by your own hand. You never know. If need be. <laughs> All right. Now, for Frederick, obviously you would have accommodations in the embassy. Yeah. So I was looking that up. I don't know if this is the same embassy, the same location that, uh, that they had back then, but we'll just say for the sake of convenience it is. And, of course, obviously, it's uh, in the heart of old Paris, you know, um, more or less on the Seine. Uh, Let's see. It's near the uh, Champ de Mars uh, and Mm -hmm. probably has a view of Notre Dame from out your window, that kind of thing. Champ de Mars, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a Champ de Mars near the Eiffel Tower. Am I in? The yes, area? that would be that would be the very one. <laughs> okay, I thought that right. sounded familiar. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. so you are you are. Um, what does that look about? I mean, what's what's a city block in Paris? But it looks to be about uh, five or six blocks from there. Uh, now, of course, the Eiffel Tower, in spite of the wallpaper image on the Obsidian Portal, has not been built yet. Uh, so you don't get a view of that. So yeah, that whole area, I think, even back then, that's the uh, seventh arrondissement, mm, like yeah. in, mm-hmm. in Validis. I'm not sure if that's pronounced correctly, but mm-hmm. that whole area is kind of the government center too. At least it yeah. is currently, and I think it was back then. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. It's not oh, yeah, too the, far from. Uh, from the uh, Latin Quarter and, and those areas too. It's... Correct. Yeah, you're you're right in the right in the heart of downtown. Okay. Downtown Paris. All right, and then uh, how about Brexta? What's she up to? How's she spending her time in Paris? Well, I imagine that since uh, Miss Sarah Bernhardt was so very friendly on the train, um, and us not really having the chance to catch up or gossip at all. Um, that perhaps she's been good enough to uh, introduce me to some of Paris nightlife and uh, with my great connections, perhaps help secure me a room at someone interesting's private home. Ooh, nice. Absolutely. Yes. Um, let's see here. Got some. Well, uh, of course, she has her own... Her own... Uh quarters that she could put you up at. Let me just check one other person, though. I I like staying with someone. It makes it much more interesting. Ah, here we go. This is somebody you might enjoy staying with is her uh, friend Clemence Royer, a self-taught French scholar who lectures and writes on economics, philosophy, science, and feminism. She's best known for her controversial 1862 French translation of Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Does okay. she have a uh, 
page yet? She does not. I will make a note to Neat. put that up. Excellent. Okay. All right. And that just leaves Astrid. What's she up to? So I would definitely have like a decent apartment because I would need it to have a private kitchen or at least access to such things for the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And location wise, it would need to be not too far from, um, you know, the place where unknown and homeless people get buried when they die. <laughs> right. All right. So slightly dodgier neighborhood than the rest of these. Hoi yeah. All right. Letting my money stretch yeah, a little. Yeah. Has a huge cemetery there, and they also have the uh, catacombs nearby. That's right. Mm -hmm. Spooky. 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 Let's see. Where are you located? Not too far from everybody. Yeah. It's uh, just south of... Or 15th? 14th or 15th? It's the f kind of between the 14th and the 6th, really. Oh, so if okay. you go to like the Luxembourg Gardens, do you see that? Uh -huh. You go kind of southwest of that, you'll see this big green park on the map. Oh, okay, cool. That's a it's not a park at all. It's a cemetery. Ooh. Fun fact, the reason why parks look like cemeteries is because people used to have picnics in cemeteries. All right. Cool. Um, yep. All right. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah, you've, you've managed to rent a, um, a Garrett apartment. It's like the entirety of the top floor of a four-story uh you know mixed use office and residential building so you have this like it's like kind of a manhattan style like artist loft you know uh plenty of room to you know yeah, set you your could stuff call it up. art it's fine yeah <laughs> so um cool i think that covered everybody okay all right, so yes, it is a it is a late May uh, day, mid morning, and um, actually, Astrid, your your neighborhood has been the scene for three days straight now of uh, ongoing uh, mass protests. What have they been protesting? Well, they're actually protesting a uh, factory that's a little little ways down the street from your residence. Um, and uh, this is a factory owned by a uh, one um, Monsieur Hoog, a Martin Hoog. Uh, and he is in the process of getting ready to open a margarine factory. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are they protesting just because it's a factory in their area? Or is there something particular about the process besides the fact that from what I understand, no offense meant, but French people love butter. Um, is it just that issue or <laughs> like, what's the deal? Yeah. Why am I angry about margarine right now? <laughs> 
Yeah. Why is Marjorie trending? <laughs> Why is Marjorie trending on Twitter right now? What the hell? It's opening a margarine factory. The gall. The gall. I say. Well, you 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 joke about it, but in fact, this is a this is a mass protest movement led by uh, dairy farmers and brownies. The uh, dairy farmers obviously are objecting to this synthesized butter substitute. Uh, you know, impinging on their on their gig, uh, whereas the brownies are uh, objecting to it uh, because they feel that it is a uh, yet another uh, sort of chip away at their at their their job, which is to you know do the work of ten people in one night, right? You know, all this industrialization. You know, who's you don't need brownies churning butter. When you've got a factory that just makes the margarine, right? Oh. <clears throat> something, something, brownies and milk. No, um, I think that I would be concerned at the crowds in the area just because I've been a little bit paranoid about Potterfield being found out because they're in my apartment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, like I'm probably kind of scoping out the situation a little bit but what do i know do i know anything about this this um factory would be startup entrepreneur or anything like that uh you don't know too much about this monsieur hoog fellow he's uh you know um uh, spends most of his time in his factory uh which is guarded by hired goons um and uh but you know you've you've heard three or going on three days now of protests uh you know with all these these people turning out with signs and and chants and speeches and whatnot uh so you know that the protest movement is being led by a brownie named danielle bondi and um she's quite quite a uh, charismatic leader and uh, is pretty good at whipping the crowd up into a fervor. So uh, these protests are always attended by a uh, fair number of Parisian uh, gendarmes and police officers with, uh, you know, uh, standing by for any trouble with their truncheons wrapped in iron bands uh, to use against the fairy folk who are in attendance. But so far there hasn't been any trouble, uh, possibly because, as you all would know, the first compact, which was signed between Oberon of Fairy and the adversary of the Unseely, uh, specified that uh, the Seely, Unseely, and humans could never directly make war on each other. And there are so many fairies in this, that gather in this plaza for these protests that it kind of starts to uh, you know, blur the lines. You know, If the police were to wade in there with their truncheons, would that count as making war? Who wants to find out? Who wants to break a 3,000-year-old compact? Let's find out. Obviously, we do. Probably us, yeah. <laughs> Thought that would be you, yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so then my, my question for Brexta would be, are you attending these protests? I don't know that I'd be attending. I, I'm sure that I'm following it with some interest. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the pragmatic part of me um sees that uh say if the brownies are going to um 
choose to be part of sort of this like uh, human agricultural process, then they would also kind of have to accept industrialization. Um, I think I'd be more interested in seeing uh, the brownies unionizing uh, for doing factory work and ensuring uh, brownie employment of a kind um, as things continue to be industrialized. But I think that if you're going to choose to be part of the human world, you kind of have to accept the fact that they change all the darn time. How enlightened of you. All right, anybody else uh, interested in these protests in any way? Way, shape, or form? I definitely am. Um, because I know that, um, I know that this feller, Mr. Hoog, mm -hmm. maybe Hoag from where I'm from. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. He, seem, he seems kind of like a big deal. And to me, like coming from America or even like a small part of, small part of the world, um, everybody with money kind of knows each other. Mm. Uh, so I kind of I have a suspicion that this dude knows, that Mr. Uh, Hoog knows um, Mr. Um, uh, Lord Percival. That's true. Yeah. Good chance. So that's kind of, that's kind of my way of thinking. And if I can maybe arrange a meeting between uh, myself and I would let the, you know, the rest of the group know this, like, I mean, in the, in the weeks that we've known each other, I've probably told you guys about uh, my, uh, my love life and, you know, this, this devil that absconded with, with my lady. So you were very drunk, but we got most of the details. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I don't like repeating myself. Um, so yeah, I, I probably would be like, Hey, I'm going to try to get a meeting with this guy. If anybody wants to come along, you're more than welcome. In fact, I, I would encourage it. Um, Is this something I can help uh, facilitate through the embassy? Definitely. Like, or, or just, just your own. Per what's your uh, contact set? Is it great? Yes. Yeah. So you could definitely help facilitate that. Okay. So yeah, I'll try to uh, pull some strings on that end and see if we can get something set up. I'd be much obliged. All right. Very good. So, uh, as I say, it is morning. There's this protest going on. Astrid, you are attempting to work on some new experiments, but of course the, the chanting and the uh, slogans outside are sort of wafting up and, uh, uh, you know, proving something of a distraction. I've got a question. Yes. What are the slogans? <laughs> uh, slogans would be things along the lines of, uh, you know, no... No, oh my God! Uh, <laughs> I, just no threw, I just threw you under the bus. <laughs> you did. You totally did. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Let's see. They would be vaguely along the lines of threatening that uh, if if this margarine factory goes goes ahead, that the brownies would uh, you know go on strike, basically. So something clever along those lines. Uh, and then clever. of course, of course, the uh, the human the human side is just uh, you know things along the lines of uh, nothing will ever substitute for butter you know i i can't believe that you can't believe it's not butter that kind of thing perfect uh, that'll catch on in a while yes 
All right. So, uh, but yeah, so Astrid, you are attempting to get your work done when uh, the crowd suddenly erupts in cheers and applause. Uh, seems like some some new development has occurred. Down All right. Well, being on the fourth floor, I suppose mm-hmm. I would run to a window and see if I could spot what is happening. Okay. Uh, what you see happening, so basically you, you, you have a, uh, a view down onto this plaza, right? And then the, the wrought iron gates of the, of the margarine factory are located on the far side of the plaza. And then you see the factory settle a ways further back. I'm just there. thinking of it like Willy Wonka, but butter. Very totally. much so. Absolutely. Okay. Does it have smokestacks? Yeah, of course it has smokestacks, even though it's a margarine factory. Yes. Uh, somehow, for some reason, it has smokestacks. And uh, it's with... like greasy soot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just kind of sticks to everything. Um, so, uh, so what you see is that over near the uh, the gates, a sort of makeshift uh, stage has been set up out of pallets and and barrels and whatnot. And uh, you can see a pair of brownies uh, surmounting the stage. Uh, so it's a, uh, a male and female brownie. Um, you recognize the woman, if you will, as the uh, protest leader, Danielle Bondi. The, uh, the male brownie who's with her uh, is probably her assistant because you, you always see the two of them together. Okay. And, um, and so she, uh, she gets up on the stage and she begins to speak and she's probably using some kind of fairy glamour to amplify her voice because you can hear her clearly, even though she's, you know, 150 yards away. And, uh, she begins to give this speech on, uh, how the age of industrialization will not arrive only to break the backs and wills of the laborers and farmers. And those who work in the fields and the barns will not allow their way of life to be destroyed by iron and machines. And, uh, is beginning to outline plans for the movement's future uh, when you hear the unmistakable crack of a rifle shot. Uh-oh. Does anyone in the crowd or like on the stage in particular seem to be affected in any way by it? Quite so. (laughs) If there seems to be an injury, especially with the work that I've been doing lately, I Ah. would probably run down to see if I could help. Okay. So yeah, so there's this rifle shot. You see both brownies on the stage drop. There's a moment of stunned silence and then sheer panic. Almost every brownie in the plaza begins to go ethereal and starts uh, floating up into the sky. So it creates this like instantaneous mist that begins to rise up. Uh, The humans in the crowd are running every which way, screaming, uh, yelling, and um, with your great, you have a great education, right? I do. It's so with your, with your great education, you go all beautiful mind and immediately triangulate the, uh, the rifle shot, like where that rifle shot oh, would yeah. have come from. The origin. Absolutely. And you realize it would have come from one of the, one of the windows directly below your attic. And I just realized I have to deal out cards to everybody. Yay. Let's see. 
yeah, so uh, you get that on a partial success if you want to, after I deal you your cards here. If you want to buy that up, you can get an even more precise uh, idea of okay. where the shot came from. There you go. We'll all take a moment to look at our hands. Anybody else have any discards? I will in a moment. I need to I need to find my major arcana cheat sheet and sure. see which one I'm gonna get rid of. No problem. That that cheat sheet isn't on our obsidian portal, is it? You know, I should probably put it up there, yeah. Okay, so it's is it in an email? It's yes. an email. Um if you do like in here, let me I have it open. Let me grab it. What is the thread called? It's called Equipment and Tarot Rules. Man, I didn't get any major arcana. Arcana? Arcana? Arcana. I didn't get it. Yeah, that was me like this time. the first like two sessions. I was like, I, I know they exist. I've seen a tarot deck, but it's not for me. And today I actually got two. It was amazing. Nice. I was lousy with them last time now. But we'll see. It's the first hand, right, of the evening. So can't call it just yet. Hopefully the card I get in replacement of this one will be better. Because mm, I don't have yes. what I need. I hope so. Is that your I card? Can't. Judgment? Yeah. I ended well, yeah, up dropping judgment, yeah, to keep... Uh, different fan but uh yeah judgment is a little i'm like yeah yeah i just dropped the hermit to keep uh the magician which is basically a better hermit nice <laughs> i kept a uh, hierophant because it gives you x checker which i'm like i'm sure that'll come in handy more likely for my character than than judgment and aces are high, right? Yeah. Hey, what was the, what is it? Um, I need the tarot card, like, conversion rate. <laughs> like, what's... <laughs> so an ace is 15. Right, ace uh, is 15. Oh, wait, here we go. Here it is. Uh, it's the, the suits is what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wands. Okay, wands and clubs are physical activities. Yeah, I need which, pentacles, which, and I have none of them. I'm putting. I'm always. I always put all my. I mean, you know, I, you can't change too many cards, I guess. But status, social, mental, intellectual. Is there one? Wands are for shooting, right? Yeah, wands are anything that's physical. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, there's an ability list on the wiki, Obsidian Portal wiki, with all yeah. the. Uh, I've got the skills. I've got the PDF rule book, so I like kind of peruse through it or keep I, I keep it going one time. I'm like, hold on a second. Uh David, I discarded judgment. Could I have a new card? Of course. Thank you. I also discarded. I would And can it be a pencil, like a new one? please? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot guarantee that. Sorry. All right. Um, so I'm assuming to buy up to a better success, it would be mental because I'm trying to triangulate, right? Mm -hmm. Is the yeah. idea. Yeah. And of course, I don't have any pentacles. Um, oh, how yeah. far am I from 
buying up to the next level though. Well, let's see here. So you're great. So that automatically gets you a partial success and great has a value of eight. And so to get to a, uh, uh, full success, you would need to have half again that level, which would be 12. Okay. I need a new card, David. Oh, thank you. I keep getting major arcana. Yeah. I do like with Santi's zoom background when he leaves like his chairs in his weird office. So that it works out. That is nice. <laughs> I'm jealous of where he's at in his story. <laughs> Makes me want to, I need to, I need to like up the ante. Yeah. You can yeah, also you... write tasters about greasing yourself up and wrestling with men if you want to. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? Well, now just, you tell me. I, I know. Yeah, I just wrote that I'm like hanging out and getting drunk. <laughs> I know. I, I know. also missed I get out drunk again. I should have been like, and then I become best friends with Katsubu, and totally. we go on adventures. I have to say though, I had that moment of like insecurity of like, oh no, mine is not nearly as cool as everyone else's. But then it was like that moment of realization that I like that all of us approached it from very different angles. Mm-hmm. Like Kenny, I think they're all so the, different. Yeah, well, but like Kenny, like yours was definitely like backstory driven, which I think was, you know, something that um, Alex did too, and that the rest of us maybe didn't have going on. And that was something I was like, oh, nuts. Like, my character should have been more interesting from the beginning. But it was cool to just like see like the variety of like everyone, I think, went in really very different directions. And it's yeah. super cool. Well, mine was, it was like hardcore how do I justify that I want a new skill, but also I kind of want my character to die because I like this new character better. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what your angle is? Interesting. I mean, I don't want to die, but when I was writing like that new NPC, I was like, oh, this character is more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, what real quick, but w- mm-hmm. before we jump in, what mm-hmm. are what are the limitations with the weekly tasters? Because can I just be like, oh yeah, like some Confederate general who like escaped from my past, like is also in Paris, and me and him like sit down and have a like a champagne villain moment. Sure. Yeah. It's you that know it's awesome. it's like yeah it's like what the rule book said. It's anything that happens off stage. So it's anything that is going on that's not in our you know, regular sessions. So Okay. Well pretend nobody heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't Albert Sidney Johnston himself. That's right. Colonel. If he can like have <laughs> suffered a horrific injury, so like the bottom half of him is missing and he like has this like spider wheelchair. Totally amazing. <laughs> All wild, wild west style. Oh yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah, absolutely. That would be so cool. <laughs> From like, the waist yeah. up, Colonel Sanders. From the waist yeah. down, Mechanical Man, Spider. Yeah, honestly, that might be that might be Grant's future. Da- David, don't don't be afraid to put Grant through the ring. I mean, you know, we've played games before, but like, yeah, yeah. if you're like, no, Grant loses an arm, I'm like, cool. <laughs> I did do a I did do a write up of Tiny Tim from A Christmas Story as a Falkenstein uh, character where he's all grown up and he's in this like exosuit, like Ripley and aliens, you know, but it's oh, like sea powered. That's so. amazing. 
Please, sir, get away from her. Can it? Could it? Please, sir, have some more of this. <laughs> yeah. Could it be powered by like Scrooge's ghost is like changed inside the inside the machine? All. <laughs> oh no! The, you know Scrooge helped him build it, right? Because he he was reformed, so. It's powered yeah, by that's Gruel. Right. That's he right. financed it. <laughs> yeah. He did finance. And, and pate. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's turkey powered. <laughs> always had a thing for Christmas goose. Well, uh, yes. That all being said. <laughs> that all being said. Let's get back to I the assassination. I don't have <laughs> any cards that would get me to the next. Like, I couldn't really spend up to get to the next success level. Okay. So I'm just going to go with my partial success. And I'm going to, as I run down to try to assist, I mean, I have like gauze and cat gut and needles and stuff with me. I am going to keep an eye out for anyone who seems to be fleeing the building in particular, okay. especially from the, you know, as I'm going down the stairs. Absolutely. Is, is Astrid the only one there? Uh, that, that was sort of my question was whether anyone is actually at the protest. And I don't uh. believe anyone was. I, I was real interested in the protest, trying to arrange the meeting. I don't know if that means that I'm at it. I'll let. Yeah, well, you were you were trying to get a meeting with uh, with Hoog, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that we could even say that that's been set up, and that's going to be for later this evening. Okay. Cool. I just didn't know uh, if Astrid had backup. Yeah. As far as I know, no. Unless I misunderstood anyone. Um, so yeah. So your priority then, Astrid, is to uh, tend to the wounded. Or tend that is to correct. tend to anyone yes. who is yes okay any wounded folk okay all right then so you run down the stairs uh, you know there's a landing on each floor so you take a quick glance around as you go down each each flight of stairs you see uh, no evidence of anybody else uh, because you know you're you're basically the only residents in this building and then all the other floors are businesses or offices and with the protests going on obviously no one has come in to work uh so the the, the building seems to be deserted okay so that's something i figure i can look into later my first priority is trying to help anyone who might be grievously wounded mm-hmm all right, so um, it is a panicking crowd, and uh, of course, further obscured by uh, essence of brownie as it rises up into the air. And so you have a couple options as to how you can sort of fight your way across the plaza. You can uh, just try to sort of brawl, you know, uh, barrel your way through using your physique. Yeah, I am kind of square shaped um so i think physique is my best option the other one of course would be to do the classic uh you know sort of crawl between the legs kind of thing you know yeah i mean i'm short but i am also stout like everyone's favorite teapot so i'm gonna have to go with physique do you have your uh trademark uh mary poppins bag with you just I mean, curious. I did grab a bunch of medical supplies, so probably have my my brocade yeah. bag. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, what we will need then is, in order to barrel your way through, is a physique feat. Uh, what is your physique normally? 
My physique is good. Good. So you only need to get up to... Great. So that's only two more points. Uh, I'm just going to go ham because that's the only way I can go. Yep. So um, physical would be wands. So... Mm -hmm. There you are. Have a page of wands. Whoa! And I will just like Heisman my way yeah, through the crowd yeah. to the wounded. Damn. All right. Indeed you do. Uh, people go flying left and right as you just sort of barrel your way through. And, um, and before you know it, in record time, you have reached the stage. And there you see a sad sight indeed. Uh, you see the little brownie, Danielle Bondi, sobbing as she holds the body of her assistant in her arms. Uh, two of her human followers are trying to convince her to flee to safety, but she is refusing to move. Now, okay, I do have a quick question before we move forward. Mm -hmm. um, based on my midweek taster, mm -hmm. do I have medical skill now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you good. I'll give okay. you good. Cool. Cool. I think, uh, you know, stitching stitching a living corpse back together would, would tend to boost that. Yeah, I've had to reconnect all sorts of leaky bits. Um, cool. <laughs> Can I evaluate, like, is her assistant dead or is he just very injured? He looks to be dead. Okay. All right. Um, is she injured or was it, because I know they both kind of had a reaction when the shot happened, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, is she just more tending him because he was hit or is she also injured in any way? Uh, doesn't look, look like it, no. Okay. So I put my bag up kind of defensively, like to sort of block view to the brownie from mm -hmm. the building that I just came from. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a magic bag. It's, it's helped many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm, I, I heard the shot. I saw that you felt, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Oh, he's dead! He's dead! Michelle is dead! They have killed him! He's slain! And so you can see, you can see, like, yeah, right, right dead center in his chest, there's a, a pretty big bullet hole, you know. And there's blood, you know, sprayed on the stage, presumably as a big-ass exit wound on the back, you know. Exit wound, you say? Is oh, there, yeah. is there, um, the projectile? I have a lot of friends who know about guns, so I don't know if that'll True. help me identify <laughs> the weapon. Uh, you do spot a, a part of the palette, uh, you know, that was used to make the stage. Uh, the, the wood seems to be freshly, freshly torn up. Forensics. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'll keep that in mind. I think the next thing I have to do, I can't help this person. I have no fighting skill. I'm just like a beast of a human. So I am going to, I'm going to like look back up at that building, um, see if I see anyone being all shady out their window. And I'm going to run up there and see if I can find somebody to okay. 
bring to justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So looking back at your building, you do you see three windows on the third floor, and two of them are closed, and the center window is open. And you even see a little bit of a glint of sunlight off of what might be like a mirrored surface. All right. So to the people at the stage, I say, whoever did this is still up there. You need to find cover. And I start running back to the building. Okay. So as you're saying that, the, the two human uh, assistants take that as their sort of call to action. They begin dragging uh, Madame Bondi off of Michelle. And as they pull her away, his body just goes and uh, just explodes into millions of tiny motes of gold flecks, which are taken away on the breeze. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, so, uh, man, well, I'm not there, but I got questions. <laughs> Got questions. So, like, if they had a meeting tonight, is it like I'm down there? There's like fairy blood and everything everywhere. Uh -huh. I'm like yelling. I'm turning to run back, and then like Frederick and Grant come like strolling in in their <laughs> fancy suits, like <laughs> stepping out of a carriage. Yeah. Oh my. Well, this all seems to be in order. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's still mid morning. So, um, but well, okay. you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I do kind of imagine, though, it's sort of like when you get one of those, like, envelopes just full of glitter, and it's just, oh, oh, yeah. it's going to be everywhere for, like, the next two weeks. Exactly. It's like Tobias Funke just sent you his headshots. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those... as I run back, I'm going to hold my breath so I don't accidentally breathe in any brownie as I go. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um all right, so by the time you get back across the plaza, those uh, policemen and gendarmerie have secured the building. Oh, hello. I just need to get back up to my apartment, please. Sorry, no one is allowed through. This is uh, the site of an ongoing investigation. Oh, I saw there was a horrible injury down here in the protests i came to see if i could help but uh, unfortunately it looked like um they shot one of the brownies um have you found anyone yet did you say you live in this building i do so they kind of look at each other and then they call over an inspector and they have a little whispered conversation they're looking at you the inspector comes no, over don't lie mademoiselle you will uh please remain here Yes, I live here. We may wish to question you. Oh, that's fine. I can tell you all about what I saw, but I was trying to run back here to maybe put someone in a headlock for you. Um, I believe that whoever did this was on the floor below mine. You do, do you? I do. I'm do you very have any smart. reason to suspect that somebody was in this building with you? Well... I heard the protests, I went to the window, I looked down, I saw they were setting up their stage. Um, There's much chanting about how Marjorie makes droopy croissants, I think that's the translation. I, my French is not very good. And I heard the shot, I saw someone fall. And then you have to understand, I have a 
very high level of education. I did some trigonometry and geometry and the most likely access point would be from the building, the floor below mine. And when I looked back after trying to tend to the wounded, I did see that there was a window open. I see. I am very helpful. <laughs> you like are, you a, uh, are you an engineer of some kind? I am. Most interesting. Yes, uh, please, please just stay right here for the time being. Okay. <laughs> so um, by this point, most of the plaza is cleared out. The, the mist has risen into the air uh, as the brownies have dissipated. So it's suddenly, you know, as, as wild and chaotic as it was, it is now uh, turned eerily quiet. Uh, you can see more police officers over at the stage now. One of them has his pen knife out and he's digging something out of the Getting wood. The, yep. You know, and they're, they're kind of pointing up at the, the window and like scratching their chins and twirling mm -hmm. their mustaches, you know. I would really prefer not to stay outside all day. I have, um, have friends that would be more than happy to attest to my delightful character. Um, if you would like me to give you contact information for anyone, but otherwise, I mean, I've told you everything I know. Uh, so the inspector comes back over and he, and he says, well, uh, uh, he's got his uh, notebook out. If you could just give me your full name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Astrid Ersa Faraday. I'm from Sweden. Aha. And this is your address, of course. Yes. Very good. Well, uh, Miss Faraday, um, I'm afraid we're going to have to ask you to come downtown with us. We have some more questions for you. I see. Um, that's, that makes sense. This was a very strange situation, and I'd be happy to help you examine any evidence and evaluate the situation and lend my expertise. Um, Yes, I see what you're saying in chat, but I trust everyone. And so <laughs> Could I go up to my room and get some fresh clothes? I like have a little bit of blood on me and stuff from checking down mm -hmm. at the wounded and um, just make sure that, you know, my my butler knows that I will be away. <laughs> my, my flesh butler. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they agree, they agree to that. You know, Inspector Legasse uh, says, yes, of course, we'll send someone up with you. Okay. But don't look while I'm changing. <laughs> but no, like, I'll go upstairs. I'll let Potterfield know, like, stay in the apartment. I have to go answer some questions. Like, don't. It's obviously dangerous. I told you shit was happening right now. You need to stay in. Like, and, uh, you know, change and grab my bag and head back down with the very nice police officer. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, 
Now, now uh, with Potterfield, is he is he like fully sentient, or is he kind of like a little little goofy? Like, what's what's his deal? Is he not so, all there? Is he partly there? Potterfield is. I think it's mostly like there's a lot of foggy memory of what happened during and before their sort of reconfiguring with all their new parts. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So very functional, um, but like definitely like as far as Astrid's concerned, not as worried as they should be about <laughs> whoever it is that made them that way. <laughs> right, right. Um, because as far as they're concerned, like they were abandoned. So whoever made them obviously didn't want them. So whatever. Right, um, right. But they like... They'll go out at night as long as they have like their hat on or their umbrella or whatever, even though it's like if you looked at them pretty closely, you'd see like the the seams and that the shapes and sizes and skin tones and stuff don't match. Yeah. Um yeah. and so yeah, they 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 look like a science experiment, but they're pretty with it. They okay. just don't remember a lot from they're before. just very in the moment. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Good. Um well, I mean, I would have liked to have an opportunity for them to wander off, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have to listen to me is the thing. Cause they don't, <laughs> I think that's the issue is that this is a conversation we've had multiple times where I'm like, you need to not yeah, go yeah. out in public so much. Like you don't need to go yourself to get butter and or margarine, depending on what's in our neighborhood in the next <laughs> coming weeks. And Potter oh, feels yeah. like, but I think I do. So. There's going to be all kinds of margarine on the market. <laughs> Soggy croissants. That's right. Soggy croissants. Yeah. This will not stand. <laughs> How do you make liars? Um, but yeah, so so I just, I at least notify Potterfield of what's happening and then go with the police because okay. I have no reason not to. All right. Okay, so we will advance the scene. So it is, uh, it is mid-afternoon of the same day. And uh, for convenience sake, uh, Frederick, you are hosting a uh, afternoon tea party with your with your friends from the train trip from from the uh, Duchess Elizabeth, of course. And obviously, uh, Mr. Grant has come here to meet up with you because you have a you have a meeting with uh, Monsieur Hoog afterwards but uh iskander and brexta of course are there just on social uh social uh, reasons uh but you know i'm imagining you probably have a pretty nice little flat in the embassy wouldn't you say yeah i think so um i think i guess it depends on what my welcoming you know was like was it mm-hmm. positive? Was it neutral? But uh, I think it should be pretty nice. Nice enough to have a, a tea party for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're not, I mean, as far as I know, you're you're not, like, the, the impression I get is that you could be further advanced in the diplomatic corps than you are, but that you're not, like, a pariah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that yeah. works. You're just, you're not really as ambitious as, say, Carl Gross. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's advanced further for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's fine. I mean, you're just you know you're uh, you're the latest appointee with the you know you're you're 
assistant to the ambassador or something along those lines, you know, aide de camp or something. And, uh, and so, uh, you have a, you have a nice apartment in the embassy, probably a little balcony, you know, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, so you're just kind of shooting the breeze, sipping tea. Yeah. What's on the menu there, Haas? (laughs) <laughs> we have a lovely selection of pastries. Ooh, of uh, course. Uh, all made with the fantastic new invention, margarine. No! So <laughs> please enjoy. <laughs> it's a wave of the future, believe me. And oh, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, just, you know, drinks. Obviously, it being Frederick, there's going to be some, uh, you know, uh, tea and uh, uh non-tea items as well uh should anyone some uh some brandy or 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 wine or other selections or afternoon absinthe perhaps or afternoon absinthe possibly your big gulp with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my souvenir from the uh from our adventure yeah you have a you have a duchess (laughs) elizabeth branded big gulp (laughs) you gotta pay you gotta pay extra for those i know yeah, yeah, it's it's a collector's item, limited release. But That's you right. do get discounts on refills. That is true. Yeah, absent refills. Practically refills. <laughs> <laughs> so I think hey, it's uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a nice, uh, modest spread. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, catching up. I imagine that this would probably be the first or one of the first times since our adventure that we've all kind of gotten together like this. Now mm-hmm. this is all of us except for Astrid, right? Astrid is Correct. notably absent. I didn't okay. show up. Notably and you absent. invited. Yes. So that'll definitely be the topic of conversation, uh, I think. Initially it was just to meet and also to discuss with um, with uh, Grant, mm-hmm. our upcoming meeting with Hoog. Was it Hoog? Mm-hmm. You got it. But yeah, when, you know, five minutes, I mean, 10 minutes rolls by, Astrid isn't there. Gonna, oh, that seems strange. Mm-hmm. Hope, hope uh, everything's all right. Yeah, how far are we from these protests? Uh, let's see, so if you're in the embassy, then you're a good ways away. Okay. Yeah. Um. But do we know where Astrid was staying? Do we know that she was staying kind of in that area? Yes, you would have known that. Okay. How long ago was the assassination? Like how many hours ago are we talking? About uh, five hours at this point. Wow. So what are the chances that I would have heard about that through diplomatic channels and so forth? I'd say the chances would be very good, actually. Yeah, I'll probably make a, I imagine we're probably sitting there drinking tea and eating biscuits and uh, noting the absence of Rainy, or sorry, Astrid. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Grant's probably like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was staying over there by where them protests were happening. And that's maybe when the knock on the door comes. Mm -hmm. Dramatic as it were. You know it. Um, I did have one question about Frederick. 
Uh, now that you're settled in Paris, are you pursuing any kind of uh, therapies for your, your lingering trauma? Well, if by therapies you mean uh, visiting the Montmartre region uh, of France quite often, uh, <laughs> then yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anything uh, beyond that. I um, he's he's wrestling with a lot of stuff right now, but it's it's uh, you know pretty much below the surface. Okay. Everything else right now, I think also given we've been here how long in Paris? Oh, like a week or two. So I think he's been uh, thankfully quite busy with administrative stuff, mm-hmm. just getting caught up, getting up. You know, everyone's. I'm sure he's had a few run-ins with. Carl Gross, unfortunately. Of and, course. Constant. You know, and he's always very friendly, which just, it makes it worse. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of, uh, so I think he's just kind of getting settled in. And I don't think he's really, this might also be why this may be the first time we've all gotten together. That it's just oh, been it kind be. of this whirlwind of activity and all this stuff, we're all getting settled in. And then it's, you know, so I don't think he's had a lot of time to, to even think about that just yet. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so yes, indeed, there does come a dramatic knock at the door of your apartments, and your uh, butler answers and uh, comes in with the customary, uh, you know, song and dance where he has a silver platter with a card on it, and he presents it to you. Okay, so I will take the card with a nod and look at it all right it identifies the caller as a certain monsieur inspector hercule legas of the paris metropolitan police oh i know who that is i mean i do (laughs) okay um so immediately my thought goes to something bad happened Mm-hmm. Um, I, would the protocol be to have the butler show him in at this point? Indeed. Okay, so I'll... Basically, the idea is this gives you cover in case you don't want to see the person. You kind <laughs> of, like, shake your head, and the butler goes back and goes, I'm sorry, he is not available at this Let's moment. Call, caller ID for the... Uh... Oh, yeah, it's totally, like, screening your call. Yeah, it's like letting it go to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll nod to the butler to allow him in and pass the card off to uh, mm-hmm. my friends here mm-hmm. with a raised eyebrow. Okay. Uh, so uh, actually, to use the technical term, this is the prefecture, the police prefecture, or la PP. Oh, down. <laughs> No, it really is called that. La Pipi. Okay. First we had Victorian D, and now we have Le Pipi. La Pipi. So yep. is it like a large prefecture, or is it like a smaller prefecture? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good-sized prefecture, really. It's like uh, an average-sized prefecture. Yeah, I'd say it's so. not the size of the prefecture, it's the district. <laughs> Uh, it's a girthy prefecture, which is, you know, depending it's on your preference. prefecture. There we go. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was that letter from? 
The uh, the card, you mean? Yeah, the card. Yeah, the Inspector Hercule Lagasse. And I had it wrong. I thought it was... Uh, I was thinking of the Agatha Christie. Right, yeah, I thought, Hercule Poirot. I thought it was Hercule Poirot. Yeah. I, was about to, I was about to literally walk away <laughs> in disbelief. <laughs> no, sadly, we're a little early for that, so... That's okay. Maybe yeah. one day. Maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. Uh, so yes, the the PP uh, supervises the Paris Police Force, the Paris Fire Brigade, various administrative departments, uh, and uh, also has security duties in the uh, wider Ile-de-France region. So, um, you know right away that this is kind of a big deal, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, not exactly the FBI, but, you know, kind of on that level. U.S. Marshal showing up, you know. Uh, so you have him shown in. And uh, he comes in with two officers of the Paris police. And one of them is bearing uh, what appears to be a very large uh, object of some, like, long, thin, you know, object. Like, you immediately think of, like, a telescope, maybe. Because uh, you can actually see, it's wrapped in a blanket, but you can actually see down at one end a uh, little tripod feet are sticking out. Uh, my, my eye recognize what this thing is. Ooh, what's your, uh, what's your marksmanship? My marksmanship is good. It's good. Um, but I've been, I've been working on making it uh, great. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. I, my marksman, my marksmanship is good. Y- your first thought is that there might be a rifle in there, but th- the shape is all wrong. There's like a weird, bulky protrusion, and then there's those tripod legs. So you have no idea what it might be. I might express that. Um, not necessarily that. Hey, that looks like a rifle, but I'm gonna be like, "What in tarnation is that?" <laughs> I'm sorry. What is tarnation? Uh, <laughs> So Inspector Legas, you know, uh, introduces himself to everybody, uh, you know, shakes hands, nods as appropriate to uh, Madame Boland, and um, and then uh, asks if he can have a seat. Please do, and I uh, offer him a seat at the table. Are we? Yeah, I think we're all probably seated at a table of some kind, mm-hmm. or, or maybe a little, uh, you know, a little coffee table with some, you know, couches and chairs and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he, you know, flicks his uh, his coattails out from behind and sits down, unbuttons his coat. You may have heard already of the uh, shooting that occurred earlier today. Indeed. So he looks around at, at everyone else. There was a. Oh, sorry. Have yes. had, did, were we all there when when Frederick heard about the shooting? Yeah, I don't know, this... Frederick. Did you did you share that information with everyone? Yes, and especially once it looked like Astrid wasn't showing up. All mm, you sure, know, right. but but that would that would all kind of come out in that, which I'm assuming would be shortly before the knock. Yeah. Indeed. Right. Right. Yeah. So we were just talking about it, as a matter of fact. That's right. Um. Uh, very good. Well then, 
I shall uh, waste no further time. And uh, he signals to uh, the man holding the bundle. Uh, your butler expertly clears away the tea service just in time as the uh, officer drops the bundle with a heavy thunk onto your coffee table. Watch the shellac. <laughs> that is a that 17th... stuff doesn't come from beetles, you know. <laughs> that is a 17th century Chinese coffee table you're messing with. Uh, and so he uh, he flicks away the uh, the size of the burlap uh, wrapping. Now Brexta, as soon as these guys entered the room, you began to feel slightly nauseous. And oh, I'm sure at this point, I mean, yes. I imagine I would have heard about the events earlier. Yeah. Through, through my own channels. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. imagine I just in general feel uh, stony faced and ill at ease. Oh, very much so. I thought Paris was a, a more, I don't know, evolved place than this. Hmm. Well, even more so, though, there's like an actual, like, now, now you're actually feeling like mm -hmm. something is hitting you like mm -hmm. a wave and you're starting to feel nauseous. And I'm sure I'm like, what is the meaning of this, Monsieur? I'm sure, like, my features are starting to become just a little, like, more sharp and less lovely. Mm hmm And, uh, and so the, uh, the inspector says, of course, of course, madame, uh, we do not mean to, to drag this out any further than needs be. Uh, but this here is the very instrument that was used in today's assassination. And they flick away the uh, burlap blanket and you see indeed a rifle <clears throat> uh, mounted on a tripod however the rifle has some kind of clockwork mechanism attached to the breech and the trigger and then there is this uh, saucer sized uh, you know construction device something sort of bolted onto the side of it so if you imagine like the the barrel of the rifle, here, let me uh, do I have any coins? Oh, I do. Here we go. Here's it's almost quarter. like a is it like a self-firing mechanism? Yeah. So like if you imagine like, you know, it's almost like an infrared scope, you know, like on the barrel of the rifle, and then yeah, the clockwork thing. Yeah, that's your immediate thought is like, okay, that's some kind of that's some kind of automatic trigger, and actually, uh, Grant, you recognize that gun right away, uh, not not specifically like. <laughs> That's Abraham Lincoln's squirrel gun from when he was a kid. Uh, <laughs> Me and Abe used to go hunting back in the day. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but no, you recognize it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get up as soon as as soon as he starts flicking it away. I'm like, that looks like a rifle. And then I'm like, man, it's kind of weird. And then it is a rifle. I immediately stand up. And I'm okay. like. Yeah. So yeah, you recognize this thing as a particular uh, make of rifle that um let's see here mm, it is it called a whitworth rifle these are single shot muzzle loaded rifles they fire 451 caliber bullets which is really weird caliber uh and they are known for their exceptional long-range accuracy and were a favorite of confederate sharpshooters during the american civil war i dodged a few of these back home indeed you did um yeah when i look at this thing um i i definitely relay that kind of information like 
don't want to say that Grant's like uh, Grant probably is kind of a firearms expert. Mm-hmm. Um, if if he hasn't fired it, he's definitely seen it. Um, I don't know that he's read about read much about him, but he's probably gotten like the the lowdown on him, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get I I exposit that information uh, for everybody in the room, um, and then I look at the contraption and. I kind of, uh, I want to pull Iskander into this because I know he's a tinkerer and, uh, and say, what on earth do you think this is for? So I, f- I feel like as you stood up to get a closer look, I would have simultaneously been leaning forward, holding the absurdly tiny teacup and saucer in my giant <laughs> hands. <laughs> because yeah. you keyed in on the rifle, I keyed in on the mechanism. So I would have leaned forward and probably like, and my shoulder would have like bumped your elbow. To, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and, and I would be examining, <laughs> right, you know, jostled you slightly and immediately apologize. And, um, so I would lean forward to examine the mechanism uh, carefully with, and um, to, to see if I could determine its, its purpose with a cursory examination. Sure. What is your tinkering? My tinkering is great. Wonderful. So, yeah, you very, you know, very quickly uh, dissect it MacGyver style in your mind's eye, um, and you can see that this is this is indeed an automated firing mechanism but it is rigged to only fire when certain conditions are met and you can see a copper wire running from the the firing device up into this uh strange white disc Mm, i see um so i would be stroking my beard and uh thinking out loud before addressing the uh the group it appears to be a automated firing mechanism of some sort um but it may be uh remotely triggered i imagine and if we can see this wire it would seem this may be a trip wire of some kind or perhaps they'll be holding it between my my fingers and kind of rolling it uh between them to uh to indi- you know just get a feel for that and to think mm-hmm. or perhaps uh uh, transmit some sort of signal, much like a telegraph or, or similar. I don't know. I would very much like to dissect this device to give you a much better indication of its function. I would say that looking at uh, the the five O who have come into mm-hmm. the room, I'm immediately suspicious of. <laughs> I also, yeah, when when uh, when you uh, when you start going on about like, you know. Uh, 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 like self-automated and um, this and that and radio communications grants like who buddy and kind of turns around and <laughs> is like this is a this is not a this is not a weapon for a man this is a weapon for a coward somebody somebody pulled the trigger of this thing and they weren't standing behind it Ooh. that's a good that's a good button on the commercial break <laughs> Castle Falkenstein will be back after these messages <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> as the dramatic music swells um yes indeed so the inspector nods and he says this was our assessment as well what i would most particularly like to know however is your association with a uh, a certain inventor a certain engineer a, a 
Mademoiselle Faraday. She hurt? No, she is yes. not hurt. What a bastard. Is she okay? Okay. To invent a word. <laughs> <laughs> she is fine. <laughs> that might catch on. <laughs> she she is perfectly healthy. Uh, you all know her then? I'm going to nod. And I'm going to... I noticed that Brex does kind of sweating. She's glowing. Yeah. Sorry, not sweating. She's glowing. <laughs> and, no, it uh, is no longer my attractive, usual, like, brilliance. It's definitely kind of like brassy gold at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and open up one of uh, Frederick's windows, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take uh, Brexta, like, by the hand, and then, like, my other hand's, like, on her back and, like, lead her over to the window and, mm-hmm. like, pull, mm-hmm. put like her on, like, Like a teeny, tiny invalid. Totally. Put, like, <laughs> lay, a tiny timid. Totally, <laughs> like, lay you down on, like, the... Like this, like the fainting couch <laughs> that's out on the out on the balcony. Please help yeah. me, help <laughs> me swoon. I couch can. for sure. Although I feel like, <laughs> yeah. well I'll worn. turn darkly to the inspector. Like if you are speaking of our friend Miss Faraday, I'm surprised you have not heard of her yourself. She is oh, one of the heroes who prevented the Duchess Elizabeth from being absconded with. Yes, she saved Herr Haas here on the roof of the train in a battle with uh, Lord Dyer's forces, and she single-handedly decoupled the train, saving the life of the Empress of Austria herself. She is a, a person of the utmost esteem and highest character, and I hold her in highest regard. I don't want to speak for everyone, but uh, I know I, yeah. she's beyond reproach in my heart. I've I've seen her act myself. Um gentlemen uh you can you take she's got the utmost character almost sickeningly virtuous it makes you want to puke <laughs> uh so her little uh, her his uh his little um you know broom bristle mustache twitches slightly but he's you know our wolf remains calm um so now uh, yes. being held i asked ah, the direct question um, I will say, Brexton, like, this is beyond just, like, oh, this rifle has iron in it. Like, you are feeling like you are, you know, actively, you know, falling apart, basically. You know, and so, Grant I mean, frankly, you... I feel like if the inspector is, is, you know, perfectly calm with this act of aggression here, then my first assumption is that Paris government is probably involved with this assassination what else would it be indeed Uh, now as grant leads you out onto the balcony that these waves of nausea and and you know fainting uh fits uh, begin to subside so it's definitely a proximity thing as he's taking you away uh now Haas, you got to the point point break and uh i just asked him straight up uh, where is she being held? Uh, he says, We have not arrested her for anything as of yet, but the case does not look good. She is a known inventor. She was occupying the building in which the murder weapon was deployed, one floor below her residence. Uh, I have to, I regretfully inform you that she is currently our prime suspect. That is yes. absurd. Yeah, I, malarkey. 
I have to regretfully inform you that you did not answer my question, Monsieur Lagasse. Where is he being held? All right, you have great contacts, right? Uh, yes, connections, right? Or connections, sorry. Yeah. Yep. All right. So he uh, he raises an eyebrow and he says, "I can release her into your recognizance, Monsieur Haas." You are a trustworthy individual and a member of uh, an allied diplomatic corps. However, I would ask that uh, for the duration of this investigation, she not be allowed to leave the city. We will see about that. I'll snap my fingers to my butler. Mm -hmm. Have a carriage sent at once. All right. Your cloth butler. As yes. opposed to your flesh butler. Yeah, no flesh, flesh butler. butler. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not yet. But. Yeah, let, let Astrid take a crack at him. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, what have uh, you made me? <laughs> you love it. <laughs> Why do I feel pain? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when uh, Rick and Morty, when he invents the uh, robot, just... <laughs> His yeah. sole existence is just the bread butter. <laughs> it's margarine, though, here. Or margarine, yeah, margarine. <laughs> just... <laughs> what oh, is man. my purpose? What is my purpose? Butter. Oh, God. Oh, God. Welcome <laughs> to the club. All right. So, um, very good. So, your valets are dispatched uh, to spring Astrid from prison, which uh, happens soon enough. Uh, now, meanwhile, uh, let's see, Brexta, you're out on the out on the veranda with uh, with Grizzly Grant, and um, as your as your head begins to clear, you realize what was going on. You were in the presence inside that parlor. You were in the presence of Cold Iron, Cold Those Iron bastards. being yes, Those anything that is that is uh, forged from meteoric iron. It is the it is the literal kryptonite. Of the fairy folk. What assholes? Mm-hmm. I might, I might Didn't say. Didn't even uh, say oh. anything. Nope. <laughs> uh, I might. While we're out there, I might be like, "You feeling? You feeling better, Miss Boland?" Ah, by the moment, yes. Thank you, my friend. And I'm gonna kind of like <clears throat> reach into my pocket because I made something for Brexta. Ooh. But, um, when uh. Like I'm gonna, re I'm gonna actually. Uh, Grant will reflect ominously on the events of today that transpired uh, when he pulls out um, basically like a small necklace with the uh, collapsed bullet that went into Brexta, but it's like mm. shellacked, so it won't hurt you. Um, and uh, and he's gonna like give it to her and be like, "Well, I made this by way of apology, but it seems like a sick joke." Uh, with what happened today. I understand if you don't want it. I admit I am befuddled uh, by this this token. However, I admit I am often befuddled by your kind, and I will accept and uh, consider consider its implications. Thank you. And I'll probably just like kind of take it and like wrap it in her handkerchief and like stick it in my farthest little pocket 
Uh-huh. And my layers and layers of clothing. Right. <laughs> I probably turn a little extra green looking at it for a moment before I compose myself. Yeah, I don't Grizzly he'll he'll definitely kinda like nod and you know, he's like, Well, I understand, but um and probably mention something about the the befuddlement of the human race. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as soon as, it, yeah. And then he'll be like, well, uh, if that'll be all, I can either stay with you until you're well, or I can leave you to your, to your heir. Oh, uh, either is fine. I, I would just love a moment to, um, shed the, the juge from this awful, awful creation. Well, <laughs> that sounds like something personal. So I may step inside. <laughs> It's very French. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he walks in. Sorry, you guys. She's out there shedding her juge. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a fairy in her juge, but <laughs> if you ever want to, there's one outside. <laughs> she said her, her juge is shedding. I don't know. <laughs> That's a fairy thing. I'm going to go perfect. look at this. I'd like to go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, just while I guess I'm out on the balcony, since I'm assuming that, you know, the door is open. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Katsibu feeling? Ooh. Is he in the room or did he flee? That's an excellent question. I would Indeed. love to know this. And if it's something that should remain secret. <laughs> <laughs> you can't um, pass post-it notes at the table and so this feels awful. Right. Well, you know, you can, you can do... You can do private uh, messages in Zoom. So. I know. It's just hard to think of it in the moment. Okay. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, the last so, time you know. I tried that, I sent it to everybody. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, so, you know, Katsubu, of course, was uh, was out on the veranda uh, in a patch of sunlight when the inspectors arrived. Uh, but he does seem to be a bit agitated by their presence. His, his mm. tail is, is swishing a bit aggressively as he's looking at them mm. you know he's no longer relaxed he's sitting and he's just swishing his tail and watching them i'll plop down beside him in solidarity yeah so meanwhile inside the parlor the inspector is is uh you know basically saying well you know if there's if there's any any insights you can gain to the as to the mechanism of this uh this weapon sirs uh it would be most appreciated we're we're also looking at the possibility uh miss uh miss faraday is not our only suspect um of course obviously this was a a politically motivated murder and we don't we don't seem to have any connection in our files between miss faraday and any um particular groups uh associated with the commune but um it's possible that they are involved in some way we haven't ruled it out yeah you won't find any connections officer i can tell you that we don't give a damn about the butter or margarine gang (laughs) margarine gang um Yes, well, be that as it may, the uh, the commune is well known for their anarchistic leanings. That series of bombings they carried out a few years ago. If you were resident in the city, I'm sure you remember. Uh, but um, 
I wouldn't put it past them. I think I would um, huff indignantly after that little revelation. Um, and uh, I don't know if I'd quite be able to resist the um, indictment of their investigation. Then you lack motive entirely, sir. And I must assure you that uh, Miss Faraday is a brilliant woman. And were she to have committed this crime, she would not have fallen into your, uh, your lap, as it were, uh, and be caught so easily. You are barking up the wrong bush. Is it bush, tree, shrub? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah, that is, I'm uh... like, he's barking up the wrong tree, Iskander. Damn. <laughs> Damn, yes. man, get it right. Yes, as my friend here has said, we're entirely mistaken. All right, yeah. So we've got our protest sign slogan here. The <laughs> mar- the marginalized are marginalized. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, he just kind of shakes his head and says, well, that is for us to decide ultimately. But any any evidence you can gather from this device would, I'm sure, go towards... Clearing your friend's name if she is indeed innocent. Well, why don't we do your whole damn job for you? We we have plenty to do ourselves, thank you very much. The prefect of the police is quite upset with this whole thing. So seeing that that tensions are running high, uh, I will uh, stand. Well, Monsieur Lagasse, I think we can take it from here. I'm sure... Uh, you can find your way to the door. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure you got places to be. As I turn around and I pick, a, I want to pick up the rifle and like, is it heavy? Is it real heavy? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it feels like it's going to be real heavy. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a rifle, so it's not uh, it's not cumbersome. Although, of course, you would have to detach it from the uh, the tripod first. Uh, you know, prior to that, it would be very heavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I basically just want to give it a good once over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um. Let's see. Let me get a get the image of it in front of me here. All right. So yeah, it's a uh, percussion cap, muzzle loader, um. Sort of a uh, hexagonal barrel, it looks like. Interesting. And um, it's an English rifle. English made. And let's see. 49-inch length. It's a pretty long, about a four-foot-long rifle. Uh, do we have a weight on this bad boy? We do not. Okay. I imagine with all its attachments, it's probably... Oh, here we go. Uh, nine pounds. Nine pound rifle. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of gauging the weight, and mm-hmm. I guess I want to look down the the saucer. Can I see through it? Uh, no, it is It is completely opaque. It's white, uh, and it's coated. The, the whiteness is coming from some kind of coating that you do not recognize. It's some kind of, uh, some kind of, you know, mineral or something. Well, I want to call... Fred, uh, probably Frederick and Iskander over and 
and you know just be like hey brexta you might want to sit a spell i'm sure like he left it that horrid man left right. that horrid contraption here. What could he possibly mean? I swear, the Paris government must be behind this. They're clearly... And I'm just, like, at this point, just, like, mm-hmm. tiny, like, shaking, full of rage that they would just... Well, here. I, I would tend to agree with you, Miss Boland. I don't think that the Paris government is a friend of the Fae. My rant is just... Un- unceasing at this point i'm not even <laughs> listening to you right, yeah. <laughs> like storming around the balcony like katsubu probably is like all bottle brushed out yeah he's he's keeping pace with you as you're as you're pacing it's like slowly increasing in pitch until you like pass out of audible range and so it looks like you're just <laughs> the like glass silently of like the just... windows is shaking slightly. <laughs> true yeah i think she's gonna break your bottles there frederick <laughs> a, a literal storm clouds are gathering overhead nine nazi absent nine i think she's gonna break your bottles there i don't mean i mean that literally <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing, Brexta, in 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 the midst of your of your rant, perhaps some in the back of your brain, you do note that the uh, queasiness uh, from the cold iron has departed with the police. I what? knew it. Those... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know the French word for bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> Something like I'll just say it incredibly French. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, so I guess to make a point of that, if I notice that, mm-hmm. I'm going to stride right up to that thing. Yeah. Nothing? If if I see no. her coming up, I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it no. doesn't stop her, but. <laughs> yeah, no, just, you know, a, a slight a slight tingling from the iron uh, barrel. But apart from that, no. It's gone. It is gone. The cold What's iron me? is gone. I think I would have looked towards the door uh, after the recently departed uh, police. I mean, yeah, if 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 they made an effort to talk about cold iron, or well, like if, if cold iron was a thing, uh, but they're, you know, that's kind of why I was like weighing the rifle to be like, is this thing like, he- like if it's, is it made out of cold iron? Is it mm-hmm. heavier than mm-hmm. irons? And, but mm-hmm. if I'm not getting that from it and she's like the iron is, the cold iron's gone, I'm suspect of the police. Yeah. Yes, immediately. Yeah, the the Whitworth, the Whitworth was responsible for the highest ranking uh, casualty in the American Civil War. General John Sedgwick was killed at the Battle of Spotsylvania Courthouse, May 9th, 1864. As he was directing artillery placements, he was shot at a range of about a thousand yards by one of these things. Golly. Yeah. So that'll happen in about... Okay. A few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was. Uh, oh no, seven yeah, years eight, ago. sorry, eighteen sixty-four. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I might. I might. Oh like, yeah. Oh, this is the one I knew about. The, his famous last words: "They couldn't hit an elephant at this distance." And then he was. <laughs> and then he was shot and killed. Damn. Right. <laughs> I might recount okay. that fact um, mm-hmm. since I took place in the Civil War, or since I was a. A guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since I did, since I did Civil War, <laughs> you did. Civil War. You joined Army. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
So I think we should first, uh, you know, make sure that Astrid is out of wherever they're keeping her. Mm -hmm. But I, we need to look into this Lagos guy. He's obviously something's going on with him. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, Frederick and Iskander, you both through your connections, Frederick through your diplomatic connections and uh, Iskander through your uh, connections with the university and uh, uh, Professor uh, 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 Gerard. Wait, what's his name? Godot. Godot. Professor Godot. Uh, you both have invitations to a uh, dinner fundraiser tonight. Uh, and Frederick, uh, it's to raise uh, money for the Academy of Sciences. And uh, Frederick, you know for certain that the prefect of the police will be in attendance. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. Do we get plus ones? Of course. How about plus twos? <laughs> well, uh, uh, basically, Brexta, as a fairy ambassador herself, could just crash the party. Okay. And how I does this... All about it. Is Hoog <laughs> going to be there? Any chance? Is who? Hoog. Oh, Hoog. <laughs> who? <laughs> Hoog's on first. first. Hoog's on yeah. first. Ah, Jinx, you owe me a code. <laughs> nah, I said it first on my end. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> so, um... Is who going to be there? Probably not. He's not. He's not known as a uh, society kind of guy. He's not the margarine, margarine baron of Paris. No, I mean, you know, presumably someday he'll have a daughter. Then she'll be known as the as the margarine, the heir to the margarine fortune. You know, but until such time. Okay. Have has our our meeting with. Uh... Who uh, Grant, myself, and who had been arranged yet, or was that kind of in its preliminary? That is set up, uh, and in fact would be about an hour from now. Oh, so that happens first, and then this other event is later. Mm -hmm. So the all question right. is, do you want to Scooby-Doo it and have all of you go to Hoog's uh, factory, or do you just, just want to be the two of you? Absolutely, I yeah. think. If 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 people are interested in going, I'm definitely. Mm -hmm. And we could create like the distraction. You know, we could be the sort of uh, you know legitimate face of this meeting while everyone else is up to some form of shenanigan or another. <laughs> yeah, these are my associates. <laughs> All right, <laughs> with me as always. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Your name is pronounced right. Garth, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, very good. So, so in due course, uh, Astrid, you do arrive at the Austrian embassy and are shown in and uh, shown up to Herr Haas's quarters. Save you a pan of chocolate. Those are my favorite. <laughs> I would be very happy to see uh, Astrid, and I think I would stride forward and uh, wrap her in a large hug and ignoring all decorum <laughs> to yeah. overcome with emotion. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm so sorry I was late for the party today. 
I heard you were uh, detained by the police. We have uh, rising suspicions as to their motives. Which were only confirmed. I told them everything I knew. I was very helpful. I gave them extra information. They told me they had to ask me more questions. I was like, okay. And then they said they had to take me somewhere else to ask questions. I was like, okay. And then they just asked the same three questions over and over again that I already answered. I don't understand. That's how they get you to slip up. But how do you slip up when you just tell them everything that you know? And I even said all the words every time. And all they did was look annoyed, even though I was trying to be helpful. Well, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we need to worry about them much longer. I mean, we're going to find out who put that gun there. It's either somebody was, uh, I have a suspicion somebody was either trying to frame us or you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I don't believe much in coincidence. The building does have a very good view of the area where everything was happening. That's the only reason I saw the whole thing and was able to do the maths. We should check it out. It's the place below mine. I was thinking the same thing, Mr. Grizzly. Coincidences are often merely a a mire of conspiracy. Astrid, do you remember the police investigating that room already? They had the whole building kind of locked down. I kept asking them if they had found anyone or found anything. I offered to go put someone in a headlock for them. They wouldn't tell me anything. They just kept saying, are you an inventor? And stuff like that. That sounds exactly like them. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Well... Yeah, I, I reckon we could... I mean, there's no harm in us going in there if it's not still roped off. We go in there and check it out, see if they left anything, any kind of evidence. Would it be possible to detach the firing, automated firing mechanism from the rifle if I have my toolkit and so on um, so that it could be studied separately from the rifle and maybe restore the rifle to its uh, original functioning state. Yeah. Cause I would, Absolutely. Like, to keep, I would like to keep that. And um, also uh, remember earlier, there was a, some unidentifable substance um, coding, mm-hmm. coding this thing. I want to get, it? I need my best team on it. And I look Oof. at Astrid and Iskander. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's coating the uh, the disc, right? But the not disc, like the yeah. whole rifle. Yeah. Okay. Not the whole rifle, just the disc. Yeah, actually, Astrid. Now that you're here, I like if... scrape a little off and like get little droppers yes. and whatnot. All yes. I need from you is an exceptional education success, which would be two points up from your great. I see. I see. I can. I can make that happen. Because normally that would be pentacles, which of course I don't have because that's, I know that's how this game works. And <laughs> <laughs> it recaps you when you most yeah. need it. Yeah. It's like, here, have all these swords. That's fine. Um, I can Thanks. spend other cards. It's you okay. Mm-hmm. So I will spend, you said I just need two. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a couple of cards. Excellent. All right, so yeah, you, you, you kind of give it a little scrape, a little sniff, you know, just kind of checking it out. And you realize, ah, you've never seen this in person, but you've read about it. And it is 
simply a uh, very rare, um, let's see, is this a, an element? Um, no, this is a, uh, this is an invention. This is a, what you're looking at is a photovoltaic cell. Oh. This was first invented by French physicist Edmund Becquerel in 1839 and further expanded on recently by English inventor Willoughby Smith. So this is a, uh, this is like, yeah, an, an electric cell that is activated by uh, light sensitivity. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, this is like light power. This is amazing. I haven't seen one of these. I've heard about them like vaguely, but I've never seen one. What happened to just pulling a damn trigger? It's a, uh, it's but some sort see, of plant you're you saying? If you have this one to do it, then you don't have to pull the trigger because then the sun does it for you. The sun kills people. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds much better in Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard thing to translate. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so it's plant powered. This is a, some kind of plant then. Uh, fueled by the sun and converts it to energy. Yes. But it's white. <laughs> yeah, well, that's miles above my pay grade. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> like, wait, what? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But how terrible to take such wonderful technology and use it to hurt someone. They literally did nothing violent and... Poor Michelle, I guess his name was. He got killed. Well, uh, there's always a price to pay when it comes to change. This whole uh, margarine factory opening up, I'm sure, rustled quite a bit of feathers. And uh, look what happens. You stand up, you get took down. Is this technology widespread or is it pretty experimental at this Point. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's cutting edge. So if we could find somebody in Paris who knows how to fabricate this or something, maybe we could. Or who's got the money to bankroll it? Yeah, we could find out maybe who made this, or at least who was involved. Mm -hmm. The scanner, maybe we can check with Perhaps. the university, which your boss Indeed. maybe know. Perhaps, yes, we should take this to Professor Godot. He operates in these circles, and he is uh, very knowledgeable in uh, dynamic electromagnetism uh, and so forth. Perhaps you, if we took this to him, he would uh, know more of it. Do you guys want to? Do you guys uh, want to come to the meeting uh, with us to the factory head, or do you want to go there or both? I mean. Um, we have like what an hour before the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't it's know already the it's both. afternoon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it'd probably be meeting, and then soon after that, we'd be going to this function, this mm -hmm. other thing. Okay. Yeah, I imagine dinner right after, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm never fond of splitting the party. Just table talk. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Split the party. Split yeah. I'm always fine with that. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing ever. <laughs> Kenny could tell you a few things about what went wrong and they split the party in the Berlin scenario I ran. It only, it <laughs> only ever goes right. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu. Like, oh, yeah. 
If everyone's not horribly scarred completely differently, you didn't. It's <laughs> the way to go. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm just saying. If you guys, we all yeah. know where that road goes. <laughs> why don't, yeah, why don't y'all take this, uh, take this fabric or uh, whatever it ends up being uh, over to your university buddies and see if you can get a readout on it and I mean, I'll go, I'll go talk to this guy. I mean, I'm being honest. Uh, my meeting with this fella has nothing to do with this assassination. It is purely on finding my beloved. Um, so as soon as I get that taken care of, I'll be, I'll be back on the case with y'all. But that isn't to say that I probably won't be asking him about how he feels about all this stuff and, and what, he, what he thinks he's doing bringing margarine into Paris, but the fuck you think you're doing yeah what on earth you <laughs> what do you think would happen yeah you ain't even... <laughs> try to bring margarine uh, to paris people die <laughs> people die i've seen people kill for less <laughs> at least you don't go for cheese like pasteurized cheese product like oh, right. yeah. end of the world um i guess all i'd say is like okay i can go and help with the university trip but while you're in the neighborhood, perhaps after your meeting, could you check in on Potterfield for me and just let them know that I'm okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do we I'm not going to get detained. Is. <laughs> I think you do. You know that I have a new butler friend who looks very wrong. <laughs> you okay. also seem like you're terrible at keeping a secret. Oh, yeah. I don't it. lie. If you straight up asked me about it, I would tell you. I don't know if you have, though. Because you're okay. all so more nervous. polite. Yeah. I'm just wondering how shocked Frederick should be. Uh, should he is he prepared for this, or is he going to be like, "Whoa, okay, Potterfield, <laughs> Potterfield." Yeah, no, I think like if you've come over because Potterfield is doing their best to be like an actual butler, sometimes, um, like you would have come over and presented your card, and they would have like limped back to where. I I'm in the back of the apartment. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've been like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess when you're like, can you stop by Potter and say hey to Potterfield? I'm going to say, I probably haven't talked to you much about that whole ordeal. So I might be like, who is, is that a friend of yours? Yeah, um, Potterfield's staying with me because um, his parents left him and so i'm taking care of him oh poor little guy yes (laughs) okay they sort of like my steward butler does errands hangs out in the apartment you know well all right Uh, yeah i'll I'll stop by your apartment fix him a sack yeah say hey to potterfield make sure they're doing all right great sometimes they like to go out when they shouldn't, so I just want to make sure they're at home and they know I'm okay. I feel like to worry. definitely Frederick and Grant have never met Potterfield before and don't know what they're going to get to. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. Correct. That's fine. Ah! Ah! Like, oh, Potterfield, that, yeah. that's like your cat. <laughs> cat got out. Got <laughs> in the trash. A food bowl. Or you're yeah. expecting like a nine-year-old or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A little chimney sweep type of looking kid. Like, yeah, Potterfield. Yeah, Potterfield, no Potterfield, we're friends with. <laughs> friends Hello. With <laughs> what, what's that wet meat slapping noise? <laughs> what's leaking? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like two steaks slapping together. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. 
All right, so we've got. Let's see. So who who all's going where? Well, I'm going to the meeting. Right, Same. So we've got the meeting with Hoog, and that's Grant and Frederick. Okay, and then uh, and then they're going to check in on Potterfield while they're there. Okay, and then up. yeah, this is no problem, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Perfectly normal friend. Perfectly normal, <laughs> perfectly healthy. And then I and was going to go with Iskander to the university, university. to ask Doctor Godot. That's right. If can recognize the, the manufacturer. Scandor. Yeah, we're and we're taking just the disc and the right. You know, and we're not maybe a carrying a of rifle. The, rifle it was <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a fairly well-known rifle, so like just a name and and everything would be enough. Like it was attached to one of these. And, you know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, if, yeah. If it's not, um, I mean, was, let me ask you this, David. Mm-hmm. Um, if I used alchemy to dismantle this rifle mm. and basically keep its like uh, elemental parts like in my pocket to where I could reassemble it. Ooh. Could I do it to where it's like exactly the same? Like if it's evidence, all the evidence is maintained. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'll take a few moments and you know, do my Masonic magic and basically mm-hmm. levitate this rifle between my hands and then until it dismantles into its uh, composite breakdown. <laughs> It's like spoon bending, but for a rifle. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> and then I put it in my pocket, and I'm like, I'm going to hold on to this. All right. And uh, so that leaves Brexta. Where would Brexta like to go? Um, I don't know. I've quite had my fill of iron for the day, and so a tinkerer's <laughs> workshop sounds dreadful at mm-hmm. this point. If it was tolerable before, it's definitely unpleasant now. Um, I'll, I'll throw one other option out at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the protesters, the the anti-margarine protesters, have mm-hmm. established a sort of, you know, Occupy Paris style uh, tent encampment not too mm. far from the factory. Mm. And of course, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the brownies uh, leader would be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go Mm -hmm. chat her up. Okay. Okay, so Brex is going to the camp. Okay. And I feel like Katsubu would probably accompany Brex. Of course. Katsubu loves a good mystery. Good call. Oh, man, that's a novel series if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) The Katsubu mysteries. Imagining, like, wishbone style. Uh Uh-huh. Wishbone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, Katsubu just like gathers everybody together in the accusing parlor and then just indicates the murderer by hurling himself at the murderer's face. <laughs> There's a crossover with Nancy Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy Drew Katsubu crossover. Oh, damn. <laughs> Nancy Katsubu. All right. <laughs> Very good. So, um,. As we're coming up on time and we're we've, we're heading off in a bunch of different uh, directions, I will just leave things off here with uh, a little bit of a little bit of a teaser. Uh, so, Astrid and Iskander, you head to the Sarbonne, and uh, you know, arriving, wend your way through the 
the halls and the porticos to uh, uh, the uh, familiar uh, workshop of Professor Gudo. And uh, Iskander, as you as you approach, you can see that his door is ajar. This is most regular. Um, even if he were here, he would not leave this door open. There are vents for such purposes. We should proceed with caution. Right. Don't think you're very sneaky. <laughs> so I proceeding mean, you know. proceeding as cautiously as possible, you uh, you ease the door open and you can see, you know, I mean you you left the place uh, the day before to go to your Pancrashian uh, uh, training. The professor was happily working working away on your on your plans, you know, you had the chalkboard with the diagrams and everything, you know. And uh, what you see now is the chalkboard sort of shoved out of the way and all of the work has been erased. There are papers scattered all over the desk. And then you hear a groaning sound from behind the desk and you see Professor Goudot crawling out from behind with a you know big goose egg on his head. Oh. I feel like we would both rush forward yeah. um, because she wants to help and I am concerned for my mentor and friend. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know. Your office is there. so messy. This is how falls happen. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, ah, it wasn't a fall. It was a woman, a, I think a Prussian woman. She came into my office and she ransacked it. She she knocked me on the head. Oh, what has she done? My notes. My progress. What, what has she taken, Professor? Is it, uh, surely it's not irrecoverable. What did she look like? <laughs> so uh, he describes her. And as he does so, the unmistakable visage <clears throat> of Bernadette Fink von Finkenstein presents itself in your mind's eye. That bitch. I would like to point out that Fink von Finkenstein is an actual Prussian surname. The best one, obviously. <laughs> my nickname in high school. <laughs> I feel like the smaller list would be what wasn't your nickname in high school. <laughs> Kenny, strangely enough. Uh, <laughs> and no one called me that. No, there you go. <laughs> so on that disturbing note, we will, and I mean disturbing as in Rainey's Fabio background, uh, we will... <laughs> With margarine. That's, With margarine. That's, That's right. Margarine, yeah. we, will, uh, we will leave things off there for the week. Awesome. Oh, nice. man. Yes, so we've With got a mystery. mystery on our hands. Dude, yeah, I think I think we're being set up. I think somebody's trying to set us up here. So your chief suspect right now is the police, eh? Oh yeah, I mean that's number one suspect at all times, <laughs> especially the French police. Oh man, yeah, that cold iron <laughs> thing is weird. Yeah, mm -hmm. if they're ch carrying cold iron on them, they're primed for fairy brutality. Mm. Yeah, that seems. 
And then this uh, Hoog guy, we'll have to see what he's all about. But, you know, he has a definite vested interest in in uh, stopping them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I just I feel like they're just a cat's paw, though, not not the mastermind. I I have a I I don't know. I've got something something in my belly is telling me that this dude may be um, that I'm disappearing into the ether. He was never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> if I could have my some say he's still flying to this. <laughs> If I could have my Zoom square like spiraling backwards, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, but I, yeah, I have a suspicion that like this dude with the margarine factory is somehow connected to the Steam Lords of Britain. I could be wrong. Um, maybe that's just what Grant wants because he wants like an easy answer mm-hmm. to uh, to to fix his marital lack of marital problems <laughs> i want marital problems <laughs> i want marital problems damn it i've had every other kind of problem <laughs> time to have one of them <laughs> it's a real say anything moment i want to get hurt <laughs> yeah oh <my> God. <laughs> but uh, i don't know yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that, that's that my opinion sense. but i have no idea about this assassination obviously it's somebody tied to this margarine business maybe i don't know mm. I, th- I think about like um that sherlock holmes story where like they they, sh- they they assassinated the guy but then they blew up the building to like hide the assassination mm. you know what mm. i'm saying like yeah this this could all be a red herring yeah somebody could be trying to start some unrest because right. no, i mean it's not like you know, the leader of the brownies that got shot and ended up being her assistant, so. And if it turns out to be human, then that breaks that thousand-year-old mm-hmm. compact or 3,000-year-old compact, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, somebody could stand a benefit from that. It could be, I mean, we all know fairies and their tricks. This could be a whole trick. I mean, that fa- well, so, you know, yeah, so my question earlier, I had a, I was like, wait, I got questions. Oh, right, right, yeah. My question is, is that Brexta got shot. I shot Brexta with an, yeah, iron, with an iron bullet. You sure did. And she just poof, poof, and then she's fine. Yeah. This fool exploded into gold dust, my favorite wrestler. <laughs> oh, my God. This is... <laughs> Hold iron, which is yeah. That's what I want to know. Well, if if that's what I'm saying, like if that bullet was cold iron, I want to go exhume that bullet Mm -hmm. and examine that and see what kind of bullets are killing fairies these days. Because a that might be that might be valuable information. But if if it's like a cold iron bullet, and then one of these French police fellas is like packing cold iron in their in their breast pocket or in their guns they're ready to mm-hmm. start murking fairies mm-hmm. and the thing is is when a fairy dies from a cold iron wound what that gold uh, brexta would would have known this and you know could have answered grant's question uh what happens when they explode in that gold like that that is basically uh you know in vampire terms the final death uh, normally, if a fairy dies, they just go back through the veil and they become energy again, and then they can eventually reincarnate on Earth if they want to. But uh, if a fairy dies from cold iron, that's it. This immortal being no longer exists. Wow. 
It's the like is... your soul is literally zapped out of yeah. existence. Exactly. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. that's why uh that's why Michelle's uh you know companion was so was so distraught. And it was the it was the leader it was basically like the protest leader's friend. It wasn't the leader that got killed. Right. Right, it's exactly. Danielle Bondi's assistant. There you go. Thank you. Hmm. Michelle. Michelle. Which makes me think that it was like the fairies did it to themselves because they, they like they could have killed the leader right there. Mm. But Although, they, they didn't. Was like a an automatic sniper shot up like set up, they could have just not anticipated she wouldn't be the only one on the stage. That's true. I imagine this is like all us like arguing like in the little steam elevator, of course. like Absolutely, going yeah. from yeah. Frederick's apartment. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Gold most ridiculous wrestler on the planet. I think his special was just kicking people in the balls. That's like a lot of them though, to be fair. True. Like every time I made a character in the wrestling like video games, like on N64 and stuff, yeah. I always made that my special move because it made the like ping sound effect every time you did it. So it was like extra Satisfying. funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just spam that B button, baby. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think there's a I think there's a lot of like uh, it's a good mystery. It's a good setup. No, yeah, there's, this is there's a lot going on. There's a lot of cool. There's already like we have a lot of sus- suspects and a lot of uh, mm. a lot of ch- a lot of ticks to check. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm ready for some midweek tasting. Dude, me too. Because now so I'm gonna have a a champagne moment with a Confederate villain. I think nice. Iskander and I need to join midweek and make some like mechanical homing pigeons so we can send messages when we're apart from each other. Oh, there you Ooh, go. I like that. I'm like, <laughs> what happened to just training a damn pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to make it machine? I just love that that's your standard response to everything. Yeah. What happened to <laughs> like like oh look at look at this look at this uh, this wonder drug that you know cures people of syphilis. Whatever happened to just dying of syphilis? <laughs> what happened about just getting some fresh air? Damn, yeah. <laughs> just get some fresh air. <laughs> just drink some orange juice. God damn it! Why don't you just kid. selectively breed some birds and then train them very specifically <laughs> right. over the course of many years? Spent twenty years training yeah. birds. Don't take that damn long. I mean, <laughs> the Mongols did it. <laughs> the Mongols. Yeah, I mean, I could yes. do that. I'll just <laughs> see other through uh... Paris with this like golden eagle. Just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just send oh, it man. off to, with messages. Uh, to be <laughs> fair, Brexta could be our homing pigeon. True. Oh, but First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, how dare you? <laughs> oh man! After everyone at Grant's like rants, all I think is that meme of like, "Sir, this is a Wendy's." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sir, this is a patisserie. Patisserie. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Sir, you're in Sir. Paris. <laughs> Sir, das ist das ist Hamburg. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wiener Schnitzel. This is a Wiener Schnitzel, sir. That good. That's exactly the. That's exactly the vibe I want Grant to give off. I just like the idea because, like, we still don't technically know what Katsubu actually did, 
when Frederick was like, go warn the Empress. <laughs> so like, I just like the idea of telling Katsubu to go deliver a message. <laughs> Who knows? And like, he just like, darts, he, like cut to a shot of him darting like, into his litter box, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on top of a trash can with like yeah. the fish yeah. skeleton from the <laughs> cartoons. Is Katsubu a, is Katsubu a fey? I don't know, man. Or is it Find just out. a cat? That's we were trying to uh, squeeze that information out of Dave earlier. He's very yeah, confused. That's, that's, that's Frederick's uh, unending source of paranoia. So of course I'm gonna I'm gonna play him like a fish on a hook line, and as long as I can. I imagine all cats are a, a little fey, though. I mean, when well, that's when, that's when my true. cat leaves the litter box. She, I mean, she's on she's on fire running around the <laughs> running around the house. That looks like magic to me. <laughs> As their back legs do not work. <laughs> Every cat's a little fey. That's true. Half yeah. fey, quarter fey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That checks out. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah. This is a sick episode. It was, yeah, this this was good. Fun. I'm curious to see how this yeah. investigation is going to go. Me too. Mm. So how much of the investigation can we do midweek versus... Well, the investigation would have to be on stage, but anything you want, like if you want to say you're working on mechanical homing pigeons, go for it, you know. Uh, you would have to. You know, so our, our meeting with who would have to be on stage. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you know, we could turn this into a play by post game, but. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've all tried it. Didn't work. 